to Nang, the No Operative No Go podcast. Today it's just the twosome, for now, me and Mr. Yusuf. What's going on, bro? I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, yeah, it, it is just a twosome, and this is the Nang Euro preview special. So you've probably heard a whole bunch of other podcasts discussing the Euros. You have yet to hear ours. And probably looking at listener base, you probably won't. Judging by your voice and your lack of enthusiasm, no wonder. This is actually my most enthusiastic I, I could ever be. I'm actually really infused and excited because I actually love tournament football. Seriously, see, I, I used to, but I haven't loved tournament football for a while because I don't think there's been a genuinely good tournament for a very long time. No, you're right. I mean, the last, the last good one, actually, no, Russia 2018 was actually a lot of fun. It, it was a decent tournament. I don't think it was a good tournament. I don't particularly enjoy the football or the tournament. But that's the thing. Tournament football, you're never going to get the, the high calibre of uh, football. If you, you know, if you compare it to the Champions League, every year in the Champions League, you've got the best football ever. You know, some of our favourite matches over the past you know, decade or so have been Champions League knockout matches. But mm. because of the nature of, of national team football, you can't build that, you know, you can't build a cohesive unit. You can't build a style of play because, what is it, national teams meet up for like 12, 12 games a, a year and that's it? Yeah, but true. But I don't think it's not even just the quality of the football. I just don't think it's particularly enjoyable. I mean, for me, the last tournament I really, really enjoyed that I thought was really good was, um, to be honest, Euro 2008. I enjoyed that tournament only just to see and just marvel at Spain. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It was like Spain were kind of almost, it was like, right, for once that they can actually put it together and they did it and they were brilliant. And it was a style of football I don't think any of us had ever seen. Yeah, it wasn't. I agree. I mean, you can see, yeah, that is, you know, but then at the same time, the, you know, the Spanish sort of 1-0 dominance is the only thing I remember. I don't remember most of that or any of that tournament. No, but he had more of a swagger then. And that was also the last time we got to see Ruben de la Red. <laughs> okay, hipster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was in Russia as well with Arshavin. Yuri Jakov, who I believe is still playing. Yeah, exactly. He's older than us. Um, Holland were good in that tournament with Schneider. They were yes. enjoyable. Germany got to the final somehow. That was just when Germany, obviously, they got to the semis in um, World Cup 2006. That was when like, Germany would just begin to take shape. Yeah. That was a really enjoyable tournament. See? Yeah. I think it was England went there as well. That was kind of like, Modric was really good in that tournament. I don't forget they had a Turkey with a last yeah. minute goal in extra time against Croatia. It was a really good tournament, man. See, when you're saying that, it's sort of, it's bringing about memories. But like I said, the overriding memory is, you know, the the rise, you know, part one of you know the Spanish trilogy. Yeah. But then again, tournament football for me is just is more than just football because you know I think we're all, we're all in agreement that football isn't the highest caliber, but it's everything yeah. else. It's the it's the national anthems, it's the whole sort of pomp and ceremony around it. It's the, I know we're going to get a partial crowd, but it's sort of, sort of like, you know, the crowds and the different styles of, of the crowds. It's, it's all like, it's the build-up, it's the, it's, 
the, the games on every it's there's two or three games on every single day. There's always yeah. that little rubbish period where there's no matches on, and you're like, oh come on, man, just just want to watch a good match. Is there's even like these matches with unsort of fancy teams that somehow yeah. end up being great matches. I think I remember the last yes. one cup. There was I can't remember the top of my head, but it was like Iran versus someone, and I was like, oh, I'm I'm not gonna watch this on like six o'clock on ITV but I watched it and it was a great match so you always get these matches and tournaments and it's the whole yeah. thing with the tournament not necessarily the football but then there's always stories and narratives with the football if you look at the last yeah. one cup you know the the rise of Kylian Mbappe yeah the, the, and probably the I hated football in that period as well so mm-hmm. maybe that's part of the reason why I didn't like 2018, because I was in my pair, but I just didn't like football. Okay, that's, that's that's fair. But, you know, 2018 started off great. It had, all the way, I think, all the way to the final. It was, you know, the final was 4-2, and it was just a really open, dumb match, essentially. You know, it, yeah. it wasn't like these, like, tetchy, tepid World Cup finals. Yeah. But, um, but even, like, the last years, who the hell would have predicted Portugal to win that? And Portugal without yeah. Ronaldo, who turned into like de facto cheerleader slash manager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were rubbish. They were rubbish in that tournament as well. Yeah, they were, they were rubbish. To go through. France were brilliant. I, I went. I went to a game at that tournament. Ah, uh, which one? I went to Italy, Spain in the round of sixteen. Oh, that would be a good match to watch, man. And Italy basically just bossed them. That was a really good game. I started with France, then got to the fan zone. It's England were losing to Iceland. Oh God, England, Iceland, Jesus! Yeah, that was that was hilarious. Well, we're now at Euro twenty twenty in twenty twenty one. Um, let's go through the groups and let's try to like just pick out teams, players, and see how we think the group stages will pan out. Mm-hmm. So, Group A: Italy, Switzerland, Turkey, and Wales. I'm really fancying the Italians, not only for this group, but for the whole tournament. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see Italy as well. To me, they feel like, I mean, I don't really know that much about them, but they feel like a swashbuckle in Italy. He's got them playing. I think they're on like a 20-game, 22-23 um, game unbeaten run, and they've, they've actually, yes. he's actually got them playing. I think they're playing like a variation of 4-3-3, and it's not, it's not what we normally expect, you know the Italians to be, you know, they're still rugged, but it, they've got, you know, the kick in midfield, they've got, I think, a wonderful collection of midfielders. Yeah, yeah. I say the thing about Italy is, like, whatever, like, state their football is in here, they always seem to produce, like, these really technically adept midfield players. Yeah. Like, regardless yeah. the state their football is in. But I think in this this squad, I don't think they've ever had this number of like sort of technically gifted, just world class slash nearing world class players. You know, they've always had like yeah. Eder Rossi, Gattuso, Pirlo, etc. But yeah. you know, these these players they've got, you know, Barella, uh, Pellegrino or Pellegrini, Verratti, Jorginho. That's a good midfield right there. But is Verratti going to like keep his head? Verratti's either two things. He's either 
the guy who gets recorded or the guy gets he comes off with 20 minutes to go with a fire injury and he's he's out for the tournament yeah Verratti always seems to me to be like the modern day De Rossi he is but the boy could play you know if if you plonk him in midfield with Jorginho and Barella that gives him the license to play because at PSG this season he has played further forward yeah and he's he's gonna get you know I think he's got the keys to this to this Italian midfield and I think he's going to shine, but I think Nicolo Barella is going to be like one of the standout players in the tournament. He's yeah, come up yeah. like the season of his life in at Inter. Yeah. I think he's a bit under the radar because I think most of Serie A is sort of under the radar. Yeah, but he's he's an outstanding player, goal threat. He's he can run for days, and I think he will be. Like, I think every good midfield needs like a a schemer, a guy to hold, and a shuttler. And yeah. he's he's the shuttler of that midfield. Yeah, no, I hear that. I feel, I've got a sneaky feeling that one, this might be the tournament at Insigne that finally actually like, fulfills his potential. Because it feels like for years he's been like the nearly man. But like, yeah. when is he gonna really show it? Yeah. I mean he's 28, 29 now. 29, something like that, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know where his career's gone. I've I i have always thought he was like he's like mid-20s. But he's he's getting yeah. on a bit, and yeah, he he needs to like, he needs a moment. You know, is is all well and good scoring like you know his cut inside from the left and twenty you know twenty yards into the top corner a goal he scores for Napoli. But can't pick a insignia defining moment or moments. Yeah, same. Yeah, exactly. But on on the other flank, you've got um, Chiesa Federico Chiesa. As you as I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I think Chiesa might be the breakout star of this tournament. Like a young player that people don't really know that much about, even though obviously he's got a very famous surname. Yeah. And he might be a guy that, like, after this tournament, everyone's going to be talking about. Famous surname. I think he's one of the only one of you know, a few players to come out of the Juventus season of any credit. And he just looks like he's he's ready for, like, top-level football. You saw it in the Champions League. You saw against... Uh, when you think Juventus played Milan in San Siro, he just destroyed them. I mean, that's the yeah. time when Milan were top. You know, he's, I think he's got no fear and he's so direct that I don't think many teams have direct, you know, sort of old school wingers in, in their squads. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, moving on from the Italians, uh, the Turks. They're my adopters as well. Like, what Italy are like, kind of like, they're not really adopters. I said, okay, actually, my adopters, to be honest with you, to actually like win the, not necessarily win the tournament, but to go for. I'm sort of leaning like that as well because if you look at their team, you're thinking, shit, man, that's a good Turkish team. It's a really yeah. good Turkish team. I mean, I don't think there's many teams that could have it's like a front four of like um, Ilmaz, Chanelogu, Under, and uh, Yaziki because that's mm. a fearsome front three uh, or four. Yeah. And they all sort of complement each other. They've got a guy in Ilmaz who's coming off like the best season he's ever had, one of the you know one of the best seasons any player's had in in a long time, mm-hmm. and he's just a looks like a fearsome number nine. Yeah, and they've got a few of those little players as well. Yeah, be kind of coming into coming in on a high. That's it. You've yeah, you've got and uh, Sionchu as well. Sionchu, you've got uh, Demiral from Juventus. 
that's a good centre back partnership. I think if you plonk them two in the England team, you're like, shit, man. Yeah, that's a that's a really good uh, backline. Yeah, no, I agree. But in this, I know what you mean by being by being dark horses, and I do want them to to go, you know, progress way into the tournament. But I just don't know. I think it's. I don't know, it's, it's always something with Turkish football because the weird thing is Turkey's got 80 plus million people. Yeah, it's got a massive population. Yeah, and apart from this sort of set of players, they haven't really, you know, they've done what, 2002 World Cup uh, semi-final? And 2008 semi-final as well. Yeah, but that's that's probably it. You know, no, no one's like looking at Turkish football and going, oh, you know, this these are the guys. Yeah. I, I think they'll definitely get out of the group. But I think once they face like a better team, mm. they they get knocked out. Um, the yeah. other two teams in the group are Switzerland and Wales. I think uh, Wales will be bottom of the group. I think it'll be the Swiss. I think Switzerland will go through as one of the best runners up. Oh, I don't. I don't want them to. And why? They're just always at tournaments, just stinking up the place. You know, it's like every time you watch like England at a tournament, they're always playing like Denmark or Switzerland. And you're like, yeah. oh, it's just, it's just so boring. See, I think they'll go through as best runners up. Because I think that group will be a group where teams will take points of each other. I mm-hmm. think that's why, that's my logic for who's going to come like third in a group. But with those groups, the teams are taking points of each other. It's not going to be like the point the groups with like the strong teams in it because like I think teams will beat, I think teams, some teams will lose. For example, I think Germany going up. Let's put it out there. I don't think Germany will go through this third. When Germany will third in that group, I don't think they'll get enough points off the other two teams to go through. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I agree. We'll get to the group of death in a bit. But because uh, I think Wales in Group A will, will, will go through because this is going to be the last stand of Gareth Bale. And also, yeah. this is, again, the last stand or the last dance of this Wales team. The Wales team that got to the same finals the last Euros essentially still got the same set of players. All that unity and bond is still there. And I, I just think even without their, their manager, they've got a a retiring Gareth Bale. Yeah, what do you think they're going to do it for gigs here? <laughs> no, they're going to do it for Gareth Bale. No, yeah. You might as well be the manager. I mean, I don't think anyone's doing it for anything for Ryan Giggs. I think that man's just been like officially cancelled from football. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So you're going with uh, Italy, Turkey, Switzerland, Wales. Yep. So I'm going Italy, Turkey, Wales, Switzerland. Okay. Cool. Group B now: Belgium, Russia, Denmark, Finland. I mean, apart from the Belgians, I can't tell you anything about Russia, Denmark, or Finland. Denmark have got a few decent players. Obviously, you've got Ericsson, Yusuf Paulson, Simon Kier, Thomas oh, and, Delaney. Uh, the guy from uh, Chelsea. Oh, Christiansen. Christiansen. Christiansen's a great player. Yeah, Christiansen's a good player. Oh, the guy from Tottenham. Um, the guy. Right that, yeah, the guy runs around too much. Yeah. Denmark are not a bad side. That's okay. I mean, that's okay. That's good. I mean... Let me backtrack a bit. I know a bit about them, Mark. And that's, a, yeah, that's oh, they got Casper Schmeichel goal. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, another one. That's and actually not bad. bad. But then again, don't don't the Danes just always just 
bored the shit out of you when you watch them in tournament football. Yeah, they've just been at the most t- kind of tired, tiresome football. Mm-hmm. It's so boring. And I know I said I'm really excited and I'm probably going to watch all these matches on TV, but I don't want to watch Finland, Russia, or Denmark, Russia, or even Belgium, Finland. I don't even, I don't even think the Belgians do anything in this tournament. They get out of the group, but I think the first good team they face in the next round, they just get battered. You know, I was thinking, I was thinking, I kind of feel similar about Belgium. I'm not sure about them. I think it's weird. I think I think they're going to do really well. Or they're just going to kind of go up with a whimper. And I also think it's kind of like, I think this is almost like the, the final opportunity for the so-called golden generation. Oh, no, it is. It, it most definitely is. I mean, if you look at their back three, and they, they, do play, they do play a back three, and their back three is Alderweire, Vertonghen and Vermaelen. All of them are 33 and 34. Basically, the age of, like, the combined age of 100. Yeah. That's, you know, you, you, you're going to... I don't think they'll be troubled in the group because I don't think any of those three teams have strikers that could worry them. Um, yeah. But when you come up against pace, when you have those three guys, come on, man. Where is Vermont also... being as comfortable at Isn't he in Japan? The last time I checked, he was in the same team as Iniesta and Podolski. Seriously? It might be Vitesse Kobe. Wow. Yeah. He's I mean, still starting for Belgium. I just think that you're right. This is This is the last... Again, the last dance of this Belgium golden generation. I need to stop using the last dance analogy. Too much Michael Jordan for you, mate. Far too much Michael Jordan for me. Or that film with uh, Julia Stiles. I have no idea who Julia Stiles is. That's actually saved the last dance. Come on, Matt. You should know your hip-hop films from the early 2000s. What? That is not why I've called a hip-hop film from the early 2000s. Sorry to break it to you. No, but uh, I, I, I think Belgium will, will get found out by a better team, you know, uh, the big the first big team they face. Because as much as Lukaku's the man, De Bruyne may play, you know, Eden Hazard is still the man in football. I think there isn't much about this Belgian team that will strike fear into anyone just because they're so... Hazard should be fresh, though. He hasn't kicked a ball for four years. The guys have just been just munching for the last two years. Yeah, he should be fresh as anything. Fat as anything. Yeah. That doesn't make that doesn't mean anything. Torres was fresh for about eight years. You kind of you should introduce yourself as well rather than just that barge in. Yeah, you can't just barge into the podcast. Say something. Say hello to our listener. Listener. No listeners. I barged in. I came in at just the right time. They were talking about save the last dance and paid them for shit that you you're not paying money to hear about. Right? <laughs> so I've come in to save you. Do you know what? Like you're a bit too niche for most people. You know that. Like, you need to branch out a bit. I'm sorry, Yusuf's giving me that look. Sorry, I'm, I actually I'm... just came in and contributed, Yusuf. You're the one that like completely tanked the flow of this by asking me to introduce myself. Actually, Matt, oh, she's introduced herself. I yeah, want to know, Elmo, I want to know your thoughts about Belgium. Belgium. Um, do you know what? I think they kind of probably missed the boat where they were going to win something. Um, they're a, I, I feel like they're just not the same team anymore. Or not as fresh or zippy. Hazard's doing the Torres. Um 
De Bruyne, is he around? Is he not around? He, like, he's just not even, like, been the same, really. Um, I don't know. Like, it's just... And, and, and they're not, like, as solid as, as a team like Portugal that can just get by, you know? So I, I, I think they kind of missed their opportunity for me. Mm, yeah, so I think we're all in agreement about that. Finland. Anyone want to talk about Finland? No. Not even a Timo Puki? What's happened to him? What is, is he, he banging them in in the championship? He probably is. They got promoted this season. They were Norwich were dominant. And yeah. he was probably one of the reasons why. I think he was up there with Ivan Tony as in the top scorer lists. Okay. So Ivan still... Tony is a... I'm not a fan of Ivan Tony because he... he's holding out hopes to play for England. When you can, can go and play for Jamaica. Yeah, but why would you play for Jamaica? Why would you? Man like him and Mikel Antonio. What's wrong with them brothers? <laughs> that, is, that will be a fearsome fun too. All these men can go and play for Yard and they're trying to play for England. England's not trying to give you no bringing, fam. What's wrong with them duns? That's the same thing with all the like the um the Nigerian. Like, doesn't um I read something today about uh, what's the Chelsea guy? Callum Hudson Adoy potentially switching allegiances. What's it going on? I don't know. Yeah, he's gone there. But anyway, I mean, long term though, yeah. He's good enough to play for England. Like, he's young. He needs to get back on track. Like, I haven't told him playing for England for no tournament. Because I told you, ain't getting. My man's like 30. When is he going to play for England? <laughs> like, what's wrong with my uh... man? He needs to join the <laughs> he needs to join the reggae boys as Mac likes to refer them. No, I would never refer to them as that. Why? Because I just don't. It's just not what I refer to them as. Okay. All right. Oh, anyway, uh, after my digression. Yeah, we, we go see. from we go from sorry, we go from the reggae boys to Russia. <laughs> I don't I, I don't absolutely I don't know nothing about Russia. I know they've got Zuba. And that's about it. They've got Arshavin. Arshavin. Oh, Arshavin's retired. They got Jerkov. He's still playing. Big big I know, I know, Ak- I know there's a big problem, but Akin fired, not being in goal and didn't get picked up because that was like a major issue. That guy's one of the worst goalkeepers yeah. of all time. He used to be good. It was a period when he was good. Yeah, oh, come on, yeah. man. There was a period, also, like, there was a period when he was good at, like, was it Pro Evolution or FIFA or, like, but one of them, like, he was actually... <laughs> He was a decent keeper to buy for nothing. Well, no, it wasn't. Sorry, it was a football manager. He was a decent keeper to buy, but yeah, I agree with Yusuf. He's terrible. Yeah, so, <clears throat> he used to be good. Nah, I, I, he got he every, got by on his Kremlin mix. But yeah, this group, I'm, it's, it's obviously Belgium going to win it, and I don't really care who finishes second or third. I think we will come third out of this again. We'll go through just because they're going to all be taking points off of each other. Have you guys spoke about this third place thing? Like, isn't it a joke? Like, what's the point? Yeah, basically, do you Should know that like, two thirds of teams go through to knockouts? Yeah. yeah, they're just milking it. Like, for every single, like, it's not even competitive anymore. Well, they had to do that for the expanded tournament. And, you know, there, Why? there is some sort of, sort of Why? Like, credence for the expanded tournament because you've got teams like Macedonia in, Scotland. Yeah. Why? It maintains interest. Does it? Like yeah, it, it does. Because three out of teams four. are teams of 
no, we're maintaining interest because teams are like, if a team still got a chance to qualify a year, one of the teams will play harder, so it should make the games better. And also, I mean, fans of those countries will make more interested. I mean, think about it, last time, Portugal came third in their group and they won it. I know, what a joke. Oh, it's another dead group. Ukraine, Netherlands, Austria, North Macedonia. Mm. Who wants to take this one? How are you taking it? Team by team, or who's going to win? Or I'm just whatever. I mean, start off with the, the team that I think we all know, uh, North Macedonia. Yeah, cool. Um, North Macedonia. It's okay to use the word Macedonia now um, because they've come to an agreement with the Greeks so long as they include the word north and uh, give up their claim to a certain version of history. And yeah, I think they're going to finish fourth. So that's it for me. What about Pandev? The, the, the old genius. What about him? You think, well, how do you think, or do you think he'll actually do anything, given he's about 62 years old? Didn't I read somewhere that he's, he's older than the actual country? Yeah, but most of the players that are from Balkan countries are older in the country. Technically, really? right? I don't know. Well, if, I mean, it depends on how you define the, how old the country is. I think about most of those countries came into being after the breakup of Yugoslavia, right? Yeah. So uh, he's like, what, 37? Don't forget, those Yugoslavian, the breakup of Yugoslavia wasn't that after 1990. I mean, you could argue, I mean, obviously it's a bit tenuous, well, you could argue that Neuer is older than Germany. Very tenuous. If you really want to be that pedantic, or well, Germany in his modern form, because anybody born in the 80s, right? Mm. Or before yeah. 89. Fuck's sake, guys. Yeah, this, is like, a, this is a football podcast. Yeah, but like, saying Pandev is older than the country has a better ring to it than saying Neuer is older than Germany. Do you know what I mean? But North Macedonia just sounds like some backwater, you know, like basically, do you know where like Wembley Park is, right? And then you just go down and down and down into an area like that. Nobody ever used to frequent, but now it's like getting redeveloped a bit. Like that's probably where North Macedonia would be. (laughs) What do you mean? North Macedonia has a strong history. Alexander the Great. Don't say that. You'll get into a fight with the Greeks. This is the point. This is why they're, not, they're now allowed to use the word Macedonia. Don't break up mud. Okay, sorry. Hey, what, what were they before? Macedonia. Macedonia. Which which upset the Greeks and like made sure that they did they stop did that stop them from getting into the EU and all sorts? I think it like I don't know, but whatever. Um, yeah. it's all to do with like history and names and stuff. And don't forget, they've got a province in Greece that's called Macedonia, right? And the what, sorry? There's a province in Greece called Macedonia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what the issue is about, yeah. So it just sounds, like, more dramatic, like, given that this country is defined by, like, this historical route, and then you say, oh, Goran Pandev, he's older than the country. Like, and then you kind of had to destroy that poetic sense by saying, well, Neuer is older than Germany. Like, you're such sorry. an anal guy. I didn't realise, like, we're the son. Like, it's not even about the sun. That was an actual, like, you know, poetic point to make. But you just had to ruin it with your, like, 
Analogy. But facts. God, but facts, you and your uh, alternative facts. But facts to nuance. <laughs> Sorry, like, I didn't realise like we were on the sun back page here. Like that was so much nuance. It was basically a dagger to the heart. That was so nuanced. It was so pointed. Uh, I think that's 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 the end of our Euro roundup. But let's leave it on that note. Funny enough, the team that I thought we were all just sort of disregard had the most interesting discussion. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. I on a serious note, I think Austria will finish second, and they look like a dog's body team that just fouled loads. Looking at England, right? But I think they'll just grind out some results, so they might finish second. Seriously, I think Ukraine will finish second. Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. I think Ukraine got a bit more than Austria. Right. How you they guys... just seem pretty defensive. How are you guys thinking about the Dutch? I didn't know that Holland became good again. I'm kind of shocked. When did Holland become good again? When did Depay become a good player? Do you know what? I've always liked the party, even at United. Yeah, I just felt like there was a touch of the moral Ravel Morrison about him, which isn't great. And secondly, like that United team and that United era was just a complete mess. Mm. It's no surprise that he's gone somewhere else and done well. He's, it's a, I think it is surprising he's done well, considering that he's just not only you know a de facto football player, he's become for Leon a leader and for Holland a leader. You know, he's, yeah, and I didn't expect that from you know his, his uh tenure at Man United, yeah, his behavior, or yeah, and or... he's leading the line in one of the most famous you know national teams in the world. Yeah, but do you know what the issue though with the pride? Well, he's done a uh, cult in uh, coal, right? He's like become a bit more stocky and less mobile. Um, and so I just I can't see the whole Barcelona thing, but he's still very good. Like he used to be, you know, really nimble and blistering and stuff. But but yeah, no, I think his his sort of he, he, as you said, you said he's matured a lot. Yeah, I, I, but with this this Dutch team, I, you know, they Matt, they did come good, and after they didn't get to the last it was the last World Cup, hmm. and are well, they producing genuine top players? Though. Yeah, if you look at you know Frankie De Jong, if you look at we talk about uh, Depay, if you look at even like the young players, it's that uh, grab grabbing back guy who is yeah grabbing back looks good. Yeah, I wouldn't call really De Jong a, a top player. Frankie de Jong. Frankie de Jong is one of the best midfield players in the world. No, man. I think he's gone under the radar because Barcelona have been a mess since he's got there, but it's not. It's nothing to do with him. Frankie de Jong yeah. is absolutely elite. He was a great like prospect and stuff, but I've just not seen it at Barca. I know Barca are a mess, but like you can't say he's a top player. I, like, I, I think he, he has been, and he is, and he will continue to be. And I think this tournament will will show the world that you know he's he's more than just that guy who who just you know funnels the ball to Messi at Barcelona. I think he's he's allowed to play in this team. He's given he's been given the reins of this team. Hmm. And I if Donny will do anything, Donny's out. Going? He's out. Oh, is he? Yeah, I mean the, the guy had like the worst season of all time. That's so dread. He got. I, think well, he got, get, I thought Bergkamp would have been. I thought Bergkamp would have put in a nice word for him. No, as in Donny van der Beek, he got injured in training, I think. 
Oh, he got injured? Okay. Oh, yeah. I thought he just didn't get picked for the squad. Nah, of course he got picked for the squad. It's Holland. They've only got a population of like 15,000. But yeah, he, he got uh, he got injured. That's so well, dread. Like, he couldn't get a game at United and now he gets injured. I know, man. Worst season ever. Blame Oli. He's probably, probably that, you know, not enough match fitness. That's why he got yeah. injured. Probably. Oli probably didn't allow him to train. Probably, isn't it? So we're going with um, Netherlands, Austria, Ukraine, North Macedonia. Well, I say Ukraine second, but yeah. And again, I think that that would be a group where the third place team will go up because I think teams will take points off each other. Mac, we've spoken about four groups and so far each one you said Oh, I think the third place team would go up because all the teams. Yeah, but this is this is the beauty. Of but that's, yeah, but that's the thing though. Four teams, four players do go through. I don't think I don't think I told you I really don't think Germany are going through. So and we've only done three groups. How could it be there? Oh yeah, we've already done three groups. Let's talk about the fourth group. Group D, England, <laughs> England, <laughs> Croatia, Czech Republic, Scotland. Let's talk about England last because that would probably be the longest chat. Scotland, I'm looking forward to seeing Scotland play. So am I actually. Yeah, I can't wait to see Cal Robson Carnu or how Robson Carnu play for them. He's he's washed. They're all mixed race guy. I'm thinking about Che <laughs> Adams. No, I'm, no, I'm just taking uh, the piss. I'm just taking yeah, the piss. Their are. strikers are so shit. <laughs> It's just going to be sad because you're going to get uh, one wing, uh, Robertson and Tierney, just bombing down, whipping in some crosses. Yeah, yeah, Shea Adams, Shea Adams, I mean, I like Shea Adams. He's a good Premier League uh, player. No, he's not. <laughs> oh, I think he no, is. You know, you know Tierney plays centre back for them. It's it's great how he just he thought, screw it, I'm just going to fit these two guys in. Clever, we have to, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I, I like uh, John McGinn. Yeah, John, John McGinn. McGinn I like John McGinn. I like uh, McTominay and Billy Gilmore as a midfield. Yeah, Gilmore. That's good as well. Really, really like. I really Mac, I'm really not gonna. I McTominay as well. I but think he's really like a, he's a good dog's body player, but nah, he's decent, man. He's not a Fletcher. Nah, Gilmore is much better. I know, like, there's, there are different attributes in that, but they play the same role. Gilmore's oh. much better. Oh, and they've also got uh, Ryan Fraser, who I've always thought is a discount Jordan Shakiri. That, that waste man who wouldn't <laughs> play for Bournemouth. Yeah, <gasps> Ended up going to Newcastle. Did he, did he even play a game there? Yeah, then he got injured. But, you know, I think Scotland will finish second in this group. I'm hoping, I'm hoping Scotland win over England. Oh, my Czech Republic win. You really know for the good finish from Czech Republic and Croatia? Yeah, I think they will. Because um, I'm only saying this because I, I don't know any sort of Czech Republic players apart from uh, Suchek. What's Suchek? And what's his name? Such- the, the fullback from West West Ham. Oh, Kufal. Oh, he's also Kufal, Czech, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's not enough. I, I don't, you know, I think they're a bit. Check, you know, Czech Republic always can be stodgy. Yeah, but, like, I'm sorry, Yusuf. Just because you don't know enough about them doesn't mean that, like, no, no, no. I, I just think, I think this Scottish this Scott team is riding the, the crest of a wave. They've got a lot of good, very good players, and 
They don't have one very good player. What are you talking about? Scotland. Yeah, who? Who's a very good player that plays for Scotland? Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney, uh, Scott McCombany, K- Billy Gilmore. Is good. How Robertson, Shane Adams. not very good. They've Come got on, a man. decent team. They've got a decent team. And for them, it's remember, it's also home advantage. Because home advantage will play yeah. a big factor in this tournament. Yeah, that's true. But like the thing is, the Scottish fans, right, are not going to understand all the sectarian chants. So it's <laughs> really not going to be... Anything special. You know what I'm surprised about? This is going to be just a random four year. I'm surprised that Czech Republic here, none of their like golden generation from like Euro 96 times here, haven't produced like any children that have gone on to be good footballers. Like, you would have thought there would be like a young Poborski or like a young Nedved or a young Young Collar that would like, be, be a top class player. A young Patrick Berger. Yeah, like what? They had like bad, excellent players. Yeah, but wh- where has that happened, though? Italy. Like who? Paolo Maldini. Oh, yeah, maybe you're right. Or where has that, that happened? It's only yeah, happened... It's... it's happened in England, to a certain extent, right? But that's because of nepotism. No, not necessarily Lampard. Like, I'm thinking Paul Lintz's son and... You know, that no, but yeah, but you think, like, Schmeichel... Or that would hold a daily blend. Yeah, I mean. Hang on. There's no such thing as like a generation of kids coming after the generation of father. There's no such thing. There's there's always even just one or two. It's always like you know, one is literally just one and two. You've got yeah, honestly, it's a small country. But I said friends inside a small country and football is like the main thing, yeah. Beautiful. Like for example in basketball, yeah. That's quite standard. Like there's nothing NBA players now. Who are in like the NBA, yeah? Whose dads are basketball players. Now, like, you mm. think that I think that country was quite a small country where football was like the main thing, yeah? You would just get that continuity? Especially since they're going to be like schooled in football culture. Mm. Oh, maybe it's just me, like, and my like weird perception of life, aren't they? It probably is. What about uh, Croatia? You think Croatia always people- going to be decent, man. Yeah, do you think, but do you think they'll repeat what they did in 2018? No, but it won't be too bad. I mean, the thing about it, they don't seem to refresh their squad much. And they still have the same players. And they've lost, I think, Rakitic. Uh, Mandzukic doesn't play for them anymore. Yeah, that's that's two actually world-class players. Yeah, that's true. That's very, very, very true. But Paris is probably better then. Sorry, better now. Why is Lovie's actually? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I think I think he peaked. Not. He peaked in that you know that, that couple of years. He peaked probably last year or the year before. Yeah, yeah. Kovac yeah. is probably better now though. Yeah, Rebic, Rebic, should be better now. Yeah, and of course Obviously they're not at the same level. Mm. Uh, Modric's always whatever age he is, he's always gonna be great. He didn't have a good that good a season though. Coach I don't think not, anyone at Real Madrid had a good season apart from Benzema. Yeah, true. True. Uh, so, England. Well, I'm supporting Scotland. Just put it out there. Traitor! You really want to support England? For me? Yeah, ask Matt. Yeah, exactly. Look, I want the English national team to crash and burn after, but after the... Interesting. Why? Pun? 
Why, Yusuf? Why do you want them to crash and burn? Because of the way the, the fans have treated the players by booing them taking the knee. Okay, that's a bit simplistic, right? Well, no, I'm just literally saying why. It is because when these guys take, it, take a knee to uh, stand up against or kneel against racism, people are booing that. Yeah, but do you expect anything like... Well, what did you expect from the England fans? Not to boo like that. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's the only thing I can expect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what sort of, what sort of crazy <laughs> nut job do you have to be? To <laughs> what sort of nutcase do you have to be to, to boo someone who's making a anti-racism stance? No, no, no. But in defence, right, Ashley Cole clearly said the other day that maybe not everybody under- fully understands... Why these guys are taking the knee? Well, the Tory MP did compare it to a Nazi salute, so yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, so there's loads of diversity of thought around this, and it could be like it's on a range of a scale, but like from Marxism, Marxism. to Nazi <laughs> salute. <laughs> I don't um, even think Harry Kane does, I think Harry Kane doesn't even know how to spell Marxism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah do you know? Mm-hmm. Go on, Mac. No, go on. No, no, go on. Now, I was just going to say, I kind of echo your ent- your sentiment, actually. I'm not even that interested in the actual football, if I'm being honest now. Yeah, that's the- me too. This thing's been so politicised, yeah, in a way that it just shouldn't have been. And I don't mean politicised as in these guys are taking the knee, but as in politicised that, like, there's actively people booing and coming out and saying why they're booing and how they're going to continue to boo that I just and it's really bad because the the England team is actually multicultural socially conscious team like loads of people speak out about issues but like short of them saying we don't want to play for the country I just uh, uh, I'm not supporting the England team I'm just I genuinely I'm not you know why for me that's kind of it's sort of like, I'm kind of sad about that because I really like this England squad. I think it's the first England squad in my lifetime where I think, oh my God, this team or this squad is actually fantastic. Take away all the stuff you said about them being socially conscious and this and that, which they are. Like on paper, this squad is absolutely frighteningly good. Do you have you like know funny? a midfield? So to have a midfield of Grealish, Mount, Foden, Sancho, Bellingham, Saka, come on, man! Not many teams could. Yeah, not many teams got options. That. And one of you know one of the top strikers in world top three to five strikers of world football is leading your line. This England team, if they get their shit together, could wipe the floor of anyone. The problem is, I'm not supporting him because their fans are a bunch of dickheads. And they keep a shit. And they keep a shit. And they're centre backs. And yeah, but like you can might might be able to get away with it, right? If you've got Harry Kane, because goals change games. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be fed, yeah. But I agree with you, mate. The centre backs are shit, and they keep a shit. Like, but you know what? Like, I it's England's but it's weird. I'm like Yusuf, yeah. I like them. It's one of the first England squads. I like the players, but I also think like maybe it's the way that they're playing or whatever. I don't think they're gonna kind of crash on bomb. I think they're gonna be one of the most underperforming teams but that's because of the coach and that's because Southgate's like basically uh, a Premier League version of Ole 
No, I don't no, think he's Premier League version. I think I think uh, me and Mac were talking in the group after reading his Players Tribune uh, letter. He's a good man, very good man, not a good coach. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean when I say Premier League version. Like he's like the best of an Ole, which is completely shit. Right? Mm. He's got. I don't think Ole is a good man. Ole is us. Huh? Yeah. No. He's yeah. You're right. Um. But like basically, he's just he's a t- he's not tactically aware. He's terrible. Like he's had so long, I don't know what his style of play is. Yeah, I don't know what he's trying to achieve. I don't know. Like I can't see a thing that he's done to develop a style of play or a team or anything. Yeah, I kind of agree. Yeah, and I think he's very risk averse because he will uh, probably from the start play a back five, and. Yeah, I think I'm with I'm with you, Matt, because I do think they will sort of like they will underperform because I think if you take the handbrake of this team and let them play, there's enough players of genuine quality, some of them world class, to just blow people away. But I think the manager will the manager will will just make them play with the handbrake on, and that will. None of them have played to their potential. Yeah, I mean, it seems like what they're going to do is Kane's going to nick the old goal. Yeah, that's going to be their way of play. Yeah, or get a get a set piece or a penalty, which is in the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Who would your starting start lineup be, England? I don't know who the keeper would be. I guess Pickford, who I think he's rubbish. Um, I mean. I get the logical going with a back three. Just because it allows you to get two of the right backs in the side. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think I'd want to be a Walker. I don't know. Let's go with a back four. I'll go with Walker, Shaw, Stones, and who's the other centre backs, man? Ben White, Connor Cody, Tyron Mings, Harry Maguire. I don't rate Tyron Mings. Neither do I. I don't really rate Conor Cody. Neither do Ben I. White seems too, too but I think it would have to be Ben White. So I guess Ben White and Stones. Up, up front, front three. I would go with Kane, Sancho, and. Hmm. Saka. Maybe. I know to get to make the squad, I wouldn't have said just to make the squad balance, I'll play Foden on the, on the left. You know, I'd prefer Foden actually in the midfield. I'll play Foden on the left. In the midfield, I'd play Rice. See, I would like to play a double pivot, but maybe I'll go a bit attacking. I'll play Rice alongside Mount, give a Grealish in front of them. Oh. Oh, it's quite attacking. That's really attacking. <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, I know, might as well go for it. I mean, see, mine would be sort of similar. Pickford, because the other two goalkeepers were relegated this season. Yeah. Um, I played Trippier, uh, Ben White, because as much as he's inexperienced, I think he's an absolutely brilliant ball player. Uh. John Stones and Chilwell. Yeah. Uh, I play... Calvin Phillips. Yeah. And Jude Bellingham. 
Oh, why? You go in. The guy was old enough to be, or young enough to be our son. This guy's seven. I know he's seventeen years old. I mean, what were we doing at age of seventeen? I was flunking my GNVQ. Uh, this guy's playing for England. No, but I think he's the real deal. I yeah. play yeah, so Cam Phillips, Bellingham, and I play Mason Mount and Foden, Kane, and Sancho. Mm. So you play you play Mason Mount as number ten. Yeah, or even he could play in a three. Uh, mm. as well but uh, or no number 10 you want to start really not really number 10 because I think Bellingham and Mount have the attacking potential to uh, make up for that but also Kane could drop back into number 10 you want to start Grealish uh, no because this this five subs isn't it yeah uh, at any point I could bring on Grealish Saka Sterling Rashford and you know uh Someone else that I've forgotten. Is that enough pace though with um Holden and what's it called? Sancho up top. Enough with pace. Kane. Yeah. Sancho's yeah. quite pace. Sancho's I don't think I don't think the pace is an issue with Foden. I think he's got he's not so he's got a burst yeah. of acceleration, but his game is not about pace. His game is yeah, you know, he's he's a mercurial mercurial talent. That's a great that's a great bench though. But if you need to change the game, bring the better bring on like Sterling, Saka, Rashford, Grealish. Mm-hmm. Those are players yeah. that can really change the game. And then someone yeah. like uh, Dominic Calvin Lewin. So if if you know if you want a goal in the last minute, you chuck the ball in the box. There's not yeah. many better headers of the ball. Yeah. But like it's it's counterintuitive to to have a great bench though. <laughs> you want to have a great first team, and I don't think that's what you've got. You. What, what I would do. What was your first team? Well, it's, I would do... prick. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's counterintuitive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not as good as yours, I'll admit, actually. But no, I would go with the front three of Sancho, Kane and Sterling. Yeah? Mm. A little bit controversial. Then I'll go with a midfield three of Rice, Calvin Phillips and Grealish. Yeah. And then I'd go with with the back four, and and the sort of I'd actually go with Connor Cody, just because I think Ben White's a good player and everything like. But <clears throat> I don't know. I, I might be just being influenced by the fact that he Jones just made the cut, you know, and so they yeah. might think he's not ready for it. But I genuinely think that Connor Cody's a solid pair of hands, but he's not very pacey. John Stones has a bit of pace about him. I don't know. Uh, John Stones is quite slow. No, he slow. doesn't. He's a. He's Does he like, not? He's slow as hell. He's quite slow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I basically I just don't want SpongeBob or Sideshow Bob or whatever it is. Um, and that's uh, my man. What's his name? Tyron Minx. Like he's he's got a mistake in him, guaranteed every single. Oh, he's a terrible football player. He's also like, a fowler. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like he's a fowler, so he's not like game smart. He's not streetwise, and he's got a mistake in him. And like he's terrible with his feet. At least Cody's, he's slow, but he's decent with his feet. You know. I think yeah. Southgate yeah. picked the wrong Villa centre back. I think he should have played uh, picked Edson Conta. Yeah, Conta yeah. exactly. Conta would have been solid. Like yeah, I I agree. Um, I'll go with Cody, and then. I don't know if it, it's a toss-up between 
Shaw and um, sure. Chilwell. Like, the group is actually reasonably difficult, right? So that makes me want to go with Shaw. Because I feel like Shaw's more defensively disciplined and sound than Chilwell. But do you think that Chilwell's better going forward than Shaw? Yeah. I'm not sure um, about that, you know that. I think it's, it's quite close, but you're more likely to get a goal from Chilwell than you are Shaw. True, mm. but who makes more goals? I think they're probably equally not meeting their potential. Yeah, right? I mean, I, I think that's, that's they, they, don't, they don't have Trent numbers in terms yeah. of this and stuff, but I think I, I just... They're nowhere near Trent. No, but, but I always the, thought the, Chilwell yeah. is a better goal threat and also he makes yeah. smarter runs. Like That's his the runs thing, off yeah. the ball. I think Shaw yeah. with the ball is is when he bursts forward, he's better. But off the yeah. ball, the runs Chilwell, Chilwell makes are, are markedly better. Yeah, I agree. And it could be like, for me, it could, yeah. And then on the... So that's... And then I don't know. I think I'll probably go with... It's a really hard one. Either Walker or James. I think I'll be tempted to go with Walker. But I do like, yeah, but yeah, and just like all round solidity, like. But I do really like James. Like I genuinely do really like James. I not think um, not Stephen Trippier. Huh? Get out of here, man! Why? Get out of here! The guy he's not even off... like the, the best fifth English. Uh, the guy came off like the there. best season in like in in Spain. The guy was like the best one in Spain. This? Why are you calling him Steven? Well, that ain't his name. Kira. Same thing, man. <laughs> no, but he, he's had a great season in Spain. He's a proven international tournament player. Listen, I don't think he's like... I think James is much better. I think Walker's much better. I think Trent's much better. And also, he's uh, got a better dead ball ability than uh, Carl Walker. That's true. Yeah, well, well, Walker's Walker's in touch is- and yeah, exactly. And his strength. And Kyle Walker is, you know, most of the time street smart. And the other thing is with Walker, there's a thing that he does all the time. Like when he's running after someone, when he's chasing like a loop, a lost cause offensively, he'll always like aggressively push somebody into the billboards and get away with it. And there's always a risk that this other player could get injured, right? And nobody ever picks up on that. It's like one of his signature moves. And it always upsets them, right? One of these days, it's going to come off. Like, he's going to, it's going to be like classed as an innocuous injury, even though he's, that's what he's setting out to do the whole time because he's a nasty piece oh of Oh, my work. God, you're so right. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking about all the times he's just powered off of someone like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park and just nudged someone in the back. Exactly. And gone flying like, to the buildings. <laughs> Do you know what I genuinely think? Yeah, those <laughs> when he's doing that, right? He's thinking, "There's no way I'm going to get the ball. I'm not even interested in like pressing. My main goal is to see if I could like upset this guy or injure him, right?" So it's I'll run eight yards. It's basically the Fernandinho. You know how Fernandinho fouls. Yeah, three times exactly. A match and no one gives him a yellow card. Exactly. So that sort of premise. Pep probably taught him to do that. I wonder if it was Pep with his tactics. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, but like, to be honest with you, I said that I would have that team, you know, given that I really don't, I'm not going to be like rooting for England in that way. So I'd probably go with any one of your two teams because they're much less effective, I think. Group E. 
No, no, but wait, 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 wait. Who, no, we didn't say who. Oh, okay. I'm saying Scotland first, Croatia second, Czech Republic third, England bottom. <laughs> I say England, Croatia, Scotland going through as a third place team. Or, or I might flip that, Mac. Croatia, England, Scotland. Yeah, no, I don't mind whichever way. Yeah, Group uh, E, Spain, Poland, Sweden, Slovakia. Anyone got any high hopes for the Spanish? Nope. Nope. Why All not? Four in group. You say, why not, Elmo? Yeah. Because they have Maratta up front. They have a guy who's so desperate to play international football, he switched allegiances in like a minute before the tournament began. His setback about partner is... Who's that? Like, Eric, well, Deporte, I'm talking about, but Laporte's centre back yeah. partner is Eric Garcia, who's not played a single minute for City in about six months. Again, Morata up front, flanking Morata are two players that aren't very good. The golden generation is, is long gone, and they haven't replaced him with anyone of decent quality. Mm. It's, uh, okay. it's still going to be Spain, it's still going to be nice, pretty, and you know, technically outstanding but there's there's just nothing there there's nothing else oh, Pedro. Pedro oh, Pedro. great but I don't think Luis Enrique will play a 17 year old in the tournament suppose you know he's got 24 players yeah he only took 24 players which is ridiculous That's and also nuts. all of them got COVID I know it's nuts yeah I told you Enrique is a nobbed and he's a shit coach I don't know how you guys said he did a good job at Barca he oh you wanted Trevor at Barca come on like, with the, look at the team he had. He reconfigured that team. He could have basically worked from home without actually working, <laughs> and that team would have won everything. Now, I, I, well, he changed the style of play. Yeah, he reconfigured it completely. They changed it. He had nothing to do with any of it. Like, and if he did, it would have been a complete mess. Nah. He basically changed the culture of Barcelona. Yeah, he did. I disagree. He, he's, he, he went from, they went from, like, tiki-taka to... Hoofing upfield to Suarez. Listen, I'm pretty sure it was Suarez that was in control of the tactics, right? And it was just about winning. This guy's shit. He's terrible. And he's proved it. Like, everywhere else he's gone, what has he done? Nothing. It's true. So I, what are you I saying? That. Are you saying he was biting Suarez's ideas? I think it was more nibbling, because, like, if he went into biting, Suarez is, you know, he's got good gnashes. Like, he was... <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm excited to hopefully see Fabio Ruiz. I really like that guy. The Napoli guy. Yeah. I think he's quality. He is, but there's a reason he's been like in Napoli for so long. No disrespect to Napoli. Yeah, I'm excited to see that guy. I think he's a really good player. I want to see if he can actually do anything. Fair enough. I mean, I'm excited for Pedri, but like I said, I don't think they'll play a 17 year old. What um, about Chayori? God. I mean, Come on, Matt. Another reason why I have no hope. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You should have just said Traore from the yeah, beginning. I forgot he was playing. I went, I went with Morata because Morata literally got booed by his fans in the last match they played. Was he kneeling? No, he wasn't kneeling. Right. He was missing open goals and one on ones. So why are you only going to do Taverna then? Fucking England fans <laughs> missing open goals and one on ones. <laughs> That's when you boo. Yeah. England fans should be booing 
whatever his name is, first name is Morata, right? Alvaro. Alvaro Morata and those types of performances. Not getting on your knee to make a point about equality and racism, right? Anyway, sorry, now we digress. Yeah, so um, I don't think any of us any hold any high hopes for Spain. Poland, Sweden, Slovakia. I can't believe Hamjik still plays. Yeah. I can't believe he didn't go on to like a bigger team and like really smash it. He was such a good player. Yeah, I know. He stayed enough for me too long. He's either. So no, you have to respect him, though. No, I respect yeah. it. I've always liked Marek Hamzik. I Like you guys say, I don't know, don't know how he stayed in that club for that long. Now he's uh, one of those places, though, that people love it. If you yeah. can get over the fact that you might get yeah. robbed. Yeah. <laughs> people really take to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And anyone excited about Poland and or Sweden? No. Nope. I mean, Lemdowski is doing it by himself. He's got no help, literally no help, because I think Piontek and Milik, the other strikers, aren't at the tournament. Is that what Milik was there? I think he's. No, I think he pulled out. But yeah, I'm just going for Spain, Poland, Sweden, Slovakia. Sweden just like such a boring team. Yep. Although they've got this guy that I'm kind of excited about. This Alexander is that guy? Oh, the guy at uh, uh, Sociedad. Sociedad. I think he was yeah. at Dortmund. He's meant to be good. He was at Dortmund. Yeah, he before. was, yeah. Yeah, he was. And good. he's Eritrean, which is interesting. I mean, I might be the first, like, I'm trying to think, is there any other Eritrean footballer? No, I couldn't really think of one. Yeah, I think he's only player in the Swedish team that everyone goes, oh, he's quite decent. The rest of them are just boring Swedes. Sebastian uh, Larson still plays for them. No way. Seriously. No way. Sebastian Larson still plays for Sweden. Who's his club team? He's I think he's back in Sweden. Probably like Ike or something. That's nuts. Uh, speak of nuts, Group F. Germany, France, Portugal, Hungary. Ooh. I'm just going to say it. France are going to win the group. Portugal. I think Portugal are going to win the group. I think France is going to win the group, Portugal second, Germany third, Hungary last. Why do you think Portugal? I just do. I think Portugal got a really, really good squad. Mm. And I think France is going to say, I'm not sure. I've got a feeling that Benzema might be quite bad for tomorrow. That's my thing. Actually, I don't know, actually. Because when I look at the squad, I look at the squad, I think there's that 15 black players in the squad. And they also have Benzema and Wissam Ben Yedda. And I don't think they will have a problem with Benzema. No, I don't think they will. So, yeah, maybe not. But I don't think... Maybe even him and Giroud. I don't think... Yeah, it's apart from Giroud and... Maybe Griezmann. Yours? Griezmann's a dick. Yeah, apart from Giroud and Norris, there isn't that those traditional like, French guys. Yeah. Uh, or there isn't a lot of them as, uh, you know, previous. But I don't think they have a problem with Benzema because I think he's quite well-liked with everyone other than... Balbuena. The French, yeah. Yeah. Why do you yeah. think they picked him, though? Are their strikers really that bad? Is no, it desperation? I, I think it's because they play with Giroud up front. And even though Giroud, weirdly, Giroud has won the World Cup and there's only like five goals behind Thierry Henry. In it. Let me say it again. Five goals behind Thierry Henry in the France all-time goal scores. List. It's madness. His record is amazing. Yeah. 
but he doesn't do it in the big tournaments. I don't think he's scored a goal in any of the tournaments. Yeah, but like France are France, like why panic now and like why didn't they do it? You have one of the world's greatest strikers of all time not playing for you, and you got the guy who's playing for you who does this. He does the same job as Giroud, but the difference is he's one of the world's greatest ever strikers. Is this all going on? Charleston was sneaking one of his teammates. I yeah, know. no, it is. It is. <laughs> he's one of the world's greatest ever strikers, and he's not been playing. Yeah, but it's so, not really answering the question because without them, what what have they won? Without Benzema, they won the World Cup and got to the Euro exactly. final. Exactly. Exactly. So, like, why why do it now? I think he's just an upgrade on Giroud because remember, Giroud hasn't played football in six months and also because there's there's so much competition in this group uh you, you need every single every single weapon and, and you remember like he, it wasn't called up to the qualifiers or anything this is like last minute yeah? so to me it's an act of smells of desperation nah because i think if they were in this group if there was in like the spain group and they were playing like Slovakia and sweden yeah you could get by <laughs> you could get by by playing drew and he'll probably nick a goal or something but yeah, yeah. when you're playing against these big boy teams, you know, you, you have a guy who can't score or a guy with the ultimate killer instinct. You call you bring the guy with the killer instinct. So of course you bring Benzema. I've seen some of the highlights in their friendly matches. The way him and Griezmann and Mbappe are playing together, it's, it's nuts, man. I was going to mm. say as well, yeah. I know you hate your Yusuf, yeah. Well, could this be the tournament where Griezmann shines? I hate Griezmann so much. Life just hates just a dick. <laughs> I don't know why you hate that guy. I don't know. Uh, it's not about him as a football player. I think it's just him as, as a man. It just really irks me. Um, yeah, he does seem like a bit of a knob. He's a knob. But uh, <sighs> the rest of the French squad is outstanding. You know, we haven't even talked about Mbappe. Right, who's, who's, who's got a better squad, Yusuf? France or Portugal? I will say France because they they shade it on. Actually, no, it's equal because I say they 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 shade it on the centre backs, but the Portuguese have better fullbacks. It's really really difficult to, you know, to give a clear sort. Of Don't France football. shade it, man? Just because of Mbappe. I think France squad is better. I think France squad is better. But you, the Portugal, have also got a very strong squad. But I do think France's squad is all around better. Yeah, but if you say France shade it because of Mbappe, don't Portugal shade it because of Ronaldo? No, not really. No. The guy who scored 110 international goals, the guy who's won. No, no, no. He's, he's, and he's, no, he's he's done for. Ronaldo was the guy who was top scorer in the Serie A last season. Yep, he's done for. He's a new LeBron. Yeah, their careers match each other so clearly. Like, they both came into that problem in 2003. They've both been like literally like the goal for so many years and had to sustain brilliance. But now it seems like they're slowing down. And it's kind of like, are they ready to kind of hand over the mantle? But they're still going to be that lion fighting. Like, this is like for me, this is like Ronaldo. This should be a Swan Tong tournament. But you know, it's going to be like Marlo and he can't give up the game. Goodbye reference. Yeah. But um, no, I think with Ronaldo in Portugal, they've They've, they've configured their whole team around Ronaldo. They, they tried to do it with uh, Juventus, and you saw how Ronaldo stuck out like a sore thumb. But with Portugal, they've always... With Portugal, they've never had a good number nine. 
you know, I can't think of a good Portuguese number nine in my Nuno Gomez. Exactly. There you go again. You talk about Helder, Helder, Postel. Oh, let's talk. Yeah, you talk, I'm talking about a good good Portuguese number nine, not a Portuguese. I think he was a good player, but not a world class. He was a good player. Though. He's he was, he's just a Portuguese number nine. I'm not going to put the adjective good in front of his name. In Ronaldo, they've got the ultimate striker. You have him just standing around, being fed by, you know, Bernardo Silva, Bruno Fernandes, uh, Neves, Jao Felix. Bruno Neves. you got all these players. All of these and they've got that Diaz guy. They've got that Diaz guy. They've got enough gold this Maybe he's yes. another nine solution. Look at their even Andre Silva. Sorry, no, no, Andre Silva. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, that's they got another player there. They've got you know their fullbacks are possibly the best fullbacks in the tournament. Guerrero, Cancelo, hmm. and then back up you got uh, Pereira and to a lesser extent Nelson Semedo. That's a good, good team there. Hmm. I was thinking though, yeah. Do you think Ronaldo inhibits his, his Portugal team? No. I don't think Ronaldo... Even if like, they won in the final, yeah? Because you argue they might not have won if Ronaldo was playing because he would just take up too much of the air. And they gave other people the, time to, the opportunity to shine that idea. It's, it's true. It was... Yeah, you, you'll think you're completely right in 2016, but in 2021, when Bruno Fernandes is the man, Bernardo Silva is the man, Jota's the man, they've got genuine world-class players now. It's not, you know... Yeah, but they can't do the man with Ronaldo around them. Yeah, I think they can. I think... The personalities and the, the playing styles of these other guys aren't aren't cowered by, you know, Cristiano. I think that's going to be the narrative actually. They've got all the potential. They don't do it, and the irony is because of Ronaldo. Why have we talked about the Germans yet? I've got something to say. Neuer is older than the country. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good, it's a really interesting nuance. Well done. Make, make sure you keep that bit in Yusuf and like introduce it as like it coming from me. That's a top analysis, Elmo. Top, top analysis. In your face, ESPN. Why are you guys uh, saying Germany will finish better in this group? I just don't trust this Germany. God, I don't think it's that good. I don't yeah, they're on the way, aren't they? Yeah, look. Who's the young talent coming through? I mean, I know a lot of people, I'm not convinced by Kai Havertz yet. Maybe this will be a tournament shows it. Do you know what I mean? I'm sort of in, half in agreement with you in the sense that I don't think this Germany squad is balanced. I think it's good. You know, there is young talent. You talk about uh, Musiala, you talk about youngish talent such as Kimmich, Gnabry, Sane. This could be their first tournament. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not convinced by Sane still. Sonny's had a terrible he's just, season. No, he's not consistent. He's had a terrible season. But then he's, you know, this guy has come off an you know, ACL injury. So his first season at Bayern Munich wasn't, wasn't great. But he's also a poor decision maker. He is, but I think he, he's going to get in. If, if he runs with the ball, there's not many better players in world football than him. No, I don't know. Nabri's a quality player but then at the same time all this is knitted together by Thomas Muller and the biggest of big game players yeah but the guy who the other day Yogi Love didn't want to pick I know which is a stupid mistake but also this tournament speaking of love this tournament is I'm not going to say it but this is the last tournament of this manager and he's not it's a redemption it's not even redemption he's got he don't he ain't giving a shit anymore 
And after this, he's going to go kick back with his feet up. He ain't going to answer to no one. He won't give any shit for what he does. He, he could play the most experiment and experimental team and be like, cool, I've done my thing. I've won you guys to walk up. What else do you want from me? Like, he's got nothing, mm. nothing to prove, nothing to lose. Mm. But I think his, his main problem is the balance of the squad because there's no decent fullbacks. Can it be playing as centre for years now? Yeah, 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 he has to play Kimmich yeah. at fullback, and then because if he does that, his midfielders cross directs around Gundogan, and that's that's amazing. Mm. But if he doesn't, then his fullbacks are what are they like Ginter, Gosens, and some other guy that I don't even know. Yeah, probably doesn't ward out more, so Schmaltz, yeah, <laughs> Andres Bremer. <laughs> wheeled him out. Yeah. No, you thought maybe right. And I mean up front. I mean who do you think Werner will stop? I don't want him to because I want Thomas Muller to lead the line. Mm. So no, I don't think he'll stop. I think Muller Muller will lead the line. Well who will stop? Oh, it's gonna be a mistake if he does. I mean he played like the best through ball of all time in a in friendly match against Latvia. But if he starts it's a mistake because he's he's a man that's finished. He's also very, 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 very slow. Even at his peak, he was really slow. Yeah, very slow. I could, I could probably run fast in almost. Definitely. And um, sure. even though I like Rudiger as a, human, as a human being, I don't really rate him as a... Yeah, I think Rudiger's excellent. Nah, I think as the guy to be like holding the German national team defence together, you need someone like Boateng to do that, not Rudiger. Yeah, I still remember Boateng's performance in the 2014 World Cup final. That's one of the most underrated performances like of all time. Travers, oh, yeah. how sensational you played in that game. Him yeah. and Schweinsteiger. And he yeah, gets no credit for that performance. Yeah, particularly when, was it a Botang's uh, fullback partner was like Benedict Howardis? Yeah. No idea what he's doing. And then Schweinsteiger had to play with a guy with a, with a concussion, right? Or oh, Kramer. Kramer. He got a concussion. He asked the referee, where am I? Hilarious. See that when we talk about Germany, I'm thinking Germany have, are in a shout for this tournament, not let known as group this tournament. But then it's Germany. It's this version of Germany. But I think they'll finish that, in the group. Hold on, it's an excellent midfield, like, like Goretzka, Kroos, and Gundogan. That's an excellent midfield. So yeah, that sort of rounds up all the groups. It was great chat about North Macedonia. Uh, not so much about the rest of them. So, guys, a couple of quick, likely predictions. Top scorer? Harry Kane. Um, I think it will be either one of Lukaku or Lewandowski. Just because I think they'll smash their goals in the group stage. I'm going with uh, Lukaku. Breakout star. Difficult one. I'm going with Barilla. Ben White. Ben White. Ben White, okay. I've got Barella. Mac? Federico Chiesa. Who do you think will be the best player in the tournament? I think I'm going with Christian. I'm going with Mbappe. Yeah, I'm going with Mbappe. It's the obvious choice, but it's it's killing me, Mbappe. Yeah. Don't think too outside the box, lads. Well, okay, fine. I'll go with um, Sancho. Eden Hazard. Oh, damn, that's not even out of the box. That's well in the box. No, that is, though, considering like, he's, now a, he's now a fat man who doesn't really play football anymore. Go with John McGinn. He's got a yeah. big back off. Yeah. <laughs> now, no, that's I'm... what's uh, 
my man said. Who, who, who's the uh, Villa manager again? Dean Smith. Dean Smith. Alex, Alex McLeish. Yeah. That's what he said. Um, do you remember there was one time there was a uh, an offside like that was really touch and go? Yeah. And Villa ended up getting a goal. Yeah. And he was just like, well, I'll, I'm just glad yeah. it wasn't John again Because like... <laughs> Oh, he's got a fat ass. And finally, who's going to win the damn thing? Um, do you know what? I'll go then. You know the Euros, yeah? It's that weird tournament where you can play a team in the group stage and you can defeat each other again in the final. I think the final means Portugal and France and Portugal going to retain the trophy. Just like it was like in 96, it was Czech Republic and Germany in 2004 degrees in Portugal. Mm. Took a good shot. I was thinking Portugal as well. I'm going Italy. Ooh, it's the choice. Yes, and you guys are thinking way inside the box. I've gone out of the box by picking the four times world champions. World champion, yeah. Okay, good shout. Good shout. Okay. Yeah, so we'll check back in midway through the tournament, see how our predictions are going. And we'll look like right mugs when the find is North Macedonia versus Finland. Yeah. Come on, Pandy and the lads. All right. Come on, Pookie and the boys. Um, <laughs> and on that note, guys, let's, let's get the head out of here. Thank you for listening. Follow us at Nang Podcast on Twitter and subscribe to all good podcast platforms. We're hanging out. <laughs>